This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Margaret Colin, and I play Eleanor Waldorf on Gossip Girl. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. Hello. Hi, Margaret. (laughs) Hello, ladies. Hi, Margaret. How are you? I'm good. It's three hours later. I tried to do this at noon because I got the times wrong. So now it's three o'clock in New York. So I'm really looking forward to talking to you. You know what's so funny? I've done that too, where I like I got on because of the time zone yesterday we were recording and I got on an hour early and I'm like, where are you guys? Like, what's going on? So I feel you. Are you in New York, Margaret? I am. I am. <laughs> and Diego got a call from me at nine o'clock in L.A. So that was nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aw. Well, that means you were just like really trying to make it happen, which we That's appreciate. Right. We're yes, super pumped you, that you're here. Thank you. It's so cool to have you here. I don't know. When's the last time you two have seen each other? Because I haven't seen you since we were filming. And we obviously didn't have that many scenes together. But everyone loved working with you so much. And I obviously am a huge fan of your work. So I was always like, is Vanessa ever popping by the uh, by the Waldorf, you know, (laughs) penthouse so that I could like have a scene with you? Because obviously you're um, a legend, not just in television and Broadway, just as an, an actor. Yeah, you really are. You are. And, you know, Margaret, your name comes up a lot on this podcast. So you were finally gracing us with your presence, which is cool because a lot of people, (laughs) we've had other people on who, you know, have had such good experiences working with you. And so it's really awesome. And yeah, and especially me, I always talk about you. So I'm lucky to have you. Uh, Before we go any further, I just, I want to take a moment to actually introduce our guest that we have on today, uh, the extraordinary Margaret Collin, who played uh, Eleanor Waldorf on um, Gossip Girl for many seasons. So uh, I was very lucky to have a lot of scenes with her because of the, you know, my role in the Waldorf household. So this is a real thrill. Um, So having her here today is extra cool because this is our sort of Thanksgiving time episode. And I feel like we had a lot of good Eleanor uh, stuff in all of the Thanksgivings of Gossip Girl past. So it makes total sense that we are together during this festive time. So welcome, Margaret. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. One of the titles was Blair Waldorf Must Pie. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that was um, a Thanksgiving where you and Blair had a lot of tension. But I don't even oh, I yeah. forgot that that title because it's season one, episode nine. Blair Waldorf must pie. Yes. <laughs> that yes. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it really I was really brutal to her with her bulimia with her bulimia. I was like uh, Eleanor was mocking yeah. her. Is that what it, it was, was wonderfully evil. Yeah, it was bad. I knew she was going to go throw up. and I didn't know. even remember that. Yeah. You remember wow. Susanna. Yes, there was, that was, yeah. uh, Is that what that it was, was a theme that was early. Yeah. Um, eating disorder. I didn't even remember that. Right. And our marriage was breaking up me with me and her dad. You know, my gay husband right. was, was ending up in his, he was taking up, John Shea played the part and he was taking up with uh, a fella. Roman. I seem to recall right, right. he had to practice saying yes. Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of food, a lot of pie, and and Dorota always oh, there was, was always yeah. hysterical. So much, so much food, and I could give you so much shit, and it was always hysterical. Like the looks with this woman when we would we would try to get dinner done, and I would smack her hand for not cleaning up. Pro- we just had ridiculous fun. <laughs> yes, you you were always a joy to act with. It was so much fun. Yes, Eleanor was borderline abusive. <laughs> yeah, Eleanor was oh, always no. borderline <laughs> abusive with uh, poor Dorota, but it was a lot of fodder for so fun. So canceled, right? Yeah, I would have been That's so hilarious. canceled. Absolutely. It was really funny because, no, I was like, I would say the lines really loud and slowly to you and treat Dorota right. like an idiot. Oh, like as yes. if she couldn't understand you or know what was. Right. 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 Because now, she's foreign. And I just asked this was, was that like a, your choice or was that something written? Like, are you or did you choose to have Eleanor do that to her? Yeah. Yeah. I chose to be abusive. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it no, just, I just made the material know, sometimes in a fly. breakdown. Yeah. But I like, I think that yeah. those layers, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I just started doing it in like one take and Susanna would pick up on it and, and, and she'd roll her eyes and I'd catch it and Blair would catch it. And it was always more fun when it was uh, actor driven and actor created, like let the writers do their thing, write the best stuff that you can right. do. And then let us, you know, take it over. Let actors take it over, and it was always wonderful to to play with uh, Susanna and uh, Layton because they did pick up the ball and run with it. We we had a really what when it got bad was when they would write it instead of doing their work right. as you know the best work they could do as a writer. They would say, "And Eleanor does that thing that she does." And you're like, "No, no, 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 no let me just do it." Right. <laughs> yeah, you write the right. best words you can, and I'll figure out where to do that Eleanor thing. Right. You know, it's it's funny because I learned so much from uh, working with you about, you know, com- like doing comedy on camera because, I, you know, this uh, this job for me was my first kind of substantial on on camera role. And I before that, I had played some, you know, really uh, put upon uh, victims of crime, you know, on Law and Orders and whatnot. So to be a sort of comedic character working with you, that kind of uh you know, finding where and when to do those little improvisational moments, you know, and then to kind of know which ones stick and then hold on to them for continuity. I mean, I just really, I feel like we had a little bit of a masterclass, Leighton and I, when we had the experience working with you in scenes. So I know that's why I wanted to come work with you guys. Right, exactly. (laughs) And I also learned something which I bring up a lot. It's always important to, you know, deliver the dialogue, obviously, as written and to give them, you know, what what they need for the scene. But then sometimes there's a room for a little extra something. And I feel like Margaret is a has a masterful way with that, which is that she knows when to sort of place in a little added button or something at the end of the scene so that you so that they can use it or not use it. And it helps the character grow, because I don't think that Eleanor Waldorf was as funny or colorful a character on paper until you got your yeah. hands on it, Margaret. So, you know, that's what's fun, I think, uh, about, you know, thanks. you know, populating thanks. these roles with like amazing actors, especially yes. ones with your experience. Um and and uh we saw each other not too long ago because we were uh we were lucky and had this uh wild a couple days on set on the new Gossip Girl on the reboot. So right. we were together right. and did a cameo. And I had to speak Yiddish. Yeah. You did? Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, they made me curse in Yiddish. Oh my god. It gosh. was terrifying. Yeah, you had a whole paragraph. I had a whole paragraph and I and I'm sweating just thinking about it because you couldn't download like, you know, like to practice because they would make it up as they felt like it. The writers would come over and they go, oh, my grandmother used to say this. 
And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then they'd like they'd record it, and I'd listen to it, and listen to it, and then I'd have to I'd have to say it at the table, at the Hanukkah table. And people are going, "What is she saying? What does it mean?" And our writers, producers, directors wouldn't wouldn't answer them. And then Wally would look at me, you know, for his take, like, "Yes." I still don't know what I said. I think I said right. something like, it should only happen to you what happened to him. And, but it was in, you know, it was not in anything you could learn ahead of time. And of course, of course, they made me loop it. Oh, oh my gosh. You had to go back yes. and redo it in oh, ADR. Boy. Right. After, after I'd done it on stage and everybody watched me. And, and I think he actually, Josh actually talked about one of the funnest things was trying to get Margaret to speak, to curse in Yiddish. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad it was fun for you. <laughs> It was it was hysterical. It was it was that hysterical. is amazing. And that set was so hot, wasn't it, Susanna? Yeah. Oh, it was. Well, you know, it was interesting, and I, I I've mentioned this before, but they had that um, whole scene lit with practical light via candle. So we had like seven million candles lit, and it was like a Hanukkah episode. So oh we gosh. had um, right. It was really dark and moody and romantic, but we had a million candles. Right. So it was like everything was on fire, and uh, but it was it was funny. So we had a lot of. Um, of the sort of Hanukkah stuff. And so the whole, the whole cast who was at the dinner party had to do some prayers and things. So it was actually the fun fact was that some of the producers and like crew had to chime in. The people who actually knew those prayers had to um, (laughs) sort of help voice them because not everyone could learn it, you know, on the fly. It's not easy. (laughs) Right. Right. And Wally had, Wally had YouTube didn't said this, this is sung. This is actually sung. And they're all going, yeah. And I'm looking right. at him going, okay, good luck. And then <laughs> singing and cursing in <laughs> Yiddish are my two favorite things. So I had to loop that as well because we sang the <laughs> prayers. And I'm like, well, go to somebody oh Because you've got Broadway stars there. You've got Broadway singers. Let her, let Benati do it. Give it to her. Nope. <laughs> right. No, yeah. You had to do it. It was a lot of fun. I had to do it. Well, yeah, because the beauty of Eleanor is that, you know, she she converted for Cyrus Rose. <laughs> and so she took it on That's with right. great enthusiasm. So, of course, she's going to lead the celebration, which was and there was a lot of fun, um, you know, snarky Eleanor stuff. The, the mom does it anyway in in, in the tradition. Right. The right. mother is the leader of the prayer. So it's like stressing me out because I'm thinking even when I get to set and there's like a, a line change and it's something that I know or some, words or right. a language that I actually speak. So to get somewhere and it's like a completely different Right. language or prayer or something you have never done or don't know. And it's like on the spot and they're like, Hey, do this. That's like so stress, stressful so to stressed. me. So hats off to you for even like being like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. So I'd be like, do I need to go to my trailer? Can I have, can we write yes. it down? <laughs> I mean, that is like, that's intense. Yeah. There was no trailer. We were sitting outside under a tent. Right. We were sitting on the street in Brooklyn Heights, just waiting to, yeah. So we had a really nice day because we were just out in the beautiful sunshine, but I was going to ask, you know, we know that in Gossip Girl pilot episode, there was a different Eleanor. So then, yeah. as happens sometimes in TV and film, you know, some time went by between the pilot and when the show got picked up. And then there was a recasting and we got you in that role. So do you remember what your process was like of getting the part and sort of entering the project? It's a long time ago, girls. I'll try to remember. Uh, of course, I was <laughs> I was happy to get the gig. I hadn't watched The O.C. Um, I was living in uh, Montclair, New Jersey with my husband and my youngsters, my young sons. So it would mean, you know, going across two rivers uh, in a city to get to work to, to Queens. So that wasn't so great because we mostly shot in Queens, as you know. So that was, a, that was a bit of a hike. But they sent me the pilot and I was like, it's really glamorous. The lighting is yeah. beautiful. It's a it's a love story to New York. And then I saw this, you know, really beautiful, skinny young woman say one line. And I was like, well, what's the matter with her? She just she did perfectly fine. What do you what do you want? And then the so right. Stephanie asked for to for us to have lunch. And I came and have had lunch with her and we talked about it and uh where she wanted the part to go. And she was kind of like, I didn't, you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe because I'd be more recognizable, maybe because I'd, I've done a lot of shows in, in New York that they wanted me uh, to see if I was interested in. So I didn't know Stephanie and Josh at all. I had never watched The O.C. Um, I had all, many, many shows that come to New York I, I was in, in some way or another. So uh, it's like sort of the 
repertory player for, for New York City. I mean, that's um, incredible. So I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I said yes. And then the intense uh, wore the, clo- the clothes with Eric was nuts. And, um, and then there were some logistics that I always get really difficult about, like, you're going to pick me up. Like the making of the deal was, was, became, became the next thing. And as you probably know, I was never under contract. I was always recurring. Right. I actually didn't so that know was interesting. that. Wow. Yeah. No, I never was. I never was. Well, they were let you reoccur that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're going to reoccur you till the end. <laughs> they were going to reoccur me till they possibly could. And I, yeah. and, and then that also didn't obligate me. I could do plays. I could do Broadway. I could do independent films. Right. I could, I could be gone. Right. But it worked, it worked pretty well with my uh, young family. And um, eventually we made a deal that I was really happy with. And then I was really I really lucked out working with Susanna and and Wally and uh, Layton. I really yeah. Uh, and the, and Eleanor was a a scream. I mean, the, I liked her when she was more evil. I enjoyed it. so. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just found an opportunity for her to be very selfish, and that would be the problem. Like, if you don't love me, you're gonna pay for it. So uh, anytime I felt like Blair's character didn't love me after being abandoned by my you know gay husband. I would punish her one way or another. I would, I would punish her. So, um, and that was, that was fun. But I do think that they, there was a huge love between Eleanor and Blair. I mean, I think there was, I just think she's very selfish and for good reason. She's, you know, her life, her life just fell apart. Right. And the more that we saw those difficult moments with the two of them, then the sweet moments were very resonant. We saw one we were watching, but we've been doing rewatching episodes and we saw one recently that was a nice moment, sort of just the two of them in the mirror. And, you know, when you have those little lovely moments, you see that relationship and it's very real and relatable. I mean, I think so many people have those kind of relationships with their parents. So there yeah, and the first thing I want to do is stand in front of a mirror with a knockout young woman like Leighton Meester and 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 be in the same <laughs> shot with her, matching our bodies up. That's my idea of a good time. Let's do that some more. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you, the way you played her, there would be times where like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, ouch, that that was hard. Like when you had Serena be the model instead of Blair, like, yeah. And, and obviously the competition that Blair and Serena have, you know, whether it's subconscious or consciously throughout the whole series, that was like 
devastating to watch this like high school girl, like who she already kind of battles and feels like she's in the shadow of Serena when you did that. But there's something the way that you play Eleanor that you never were like pissed at you or like wanted Blair to like come up and like hate you. Like you just, you always wanted them to somehow find that connection again and that love that is there. And I think that it really has to do with the way you and Leighton played that because it could go very wrong if you just leaned into the selfish, uncaring, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have been as fun to watch or as much or, or to be able to connect to or fight for them or love them when you do see the moments where you really are coming through for her. So I just want to say like, it's just really great. And there's something about when you, when the outside, when you get the um, exterior shot of the penthouse and you know you're going to come in and whether the scene would be with ah. you two or with Blair or with yeah. Wally, uh, it was just very, you knew it was going to be very exciting, something interesting. And that doesn't happen on a lot of shows. Sometimes if it's not one storyline that you've been watching and so dialed into when it goes to another home or another set, you kind of check out like, oh, this is when I'm going to go get my, you know, fill up my water. This is when I'm going to use the restroom. (laughs) That doesn't happen often on Gossip Girl. And it really, when it was going to be the Waldorf penthouse, it was exciting because you just knew there was the comedy was there with, with that family, the, the truth with like the relationships. It was just a very, I just loved it. I loved it. I wish Vanessa was there more, even though she really shouldn't have yes. been, but I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was also this like um, noblesse oblige. It was um, uh, more money than you knew what to do with. People got right. into college without really studying. You know, uh, you know, again, the, the kids had the run of the city um, and I would dump, right. uh, Eleanor would dump the parenting off onto Dorota all the time. But like the clothes were great. The lighting was great. The set was gorgeous. So, and we had that amazing staircase, you know, that amazing, oh, yeah. you know, entrance. Staircase you know, to nowhere. Way to, way to play an entrance. Yes, to nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. As usual. But I, I think I think shows make a big mistake. Uh, when, I, when I was coming up, um, uh, I was 19 and I was on the edge of night. And I was um, with uh, Kim Hunter, played, played my mom, you know, Stella in Streetcar, Named Desire. And also she just was off the uh, Planet of the Apes um, movies. So there I am with yeah. this Academy Award winning legend, huge stage, actor studio member, stage, you know, huge, huge. And, and a bunch of other ge- people of her generation. And then you get the new people and you learned how to behave on a set from those older, established, brilliant actors. And I'm not brilliant like they were but I'm I have a body of work so you kind of um really enjoyed I really enjoy I loved learning from those people when I was young and I think the really best shows that land the test of time have that kind of multi-generational aspect with people that are very new to the business with people who who know their way around uh you know as as uh, Susanna said comedy and drama and timing and uh, how to behave on a set so i think that's really was wise on the part of the CW and and the people that i got to work with in particular uh, picked it up and ran ran with it as well they wanted to bring put their best foot forward margaret you also have such a you have so much experience on stage as a, as an actor in the yes. theater and you've done all these incredible roles. And I think, you know, that's another thing is like bringing that sensibility, you know, to be an actor who's versed in acting in all genres, you know, not everyone all, on, yeah, on our Gossip Girl set had had those kind of experiences. And I'm wondering how right. do, are you more in love with working on camera or on stage or, you know, do they hold different places in your heart? Where Where's your like original soul? <laughs> Ah, I think I was most enamored as a as a youngster of you know the the greats Betty uh, Bacall and Betty Davis and and um, you know uh, Bewitched and that girl those shows when I was a kid and in school and I could catch those uh, legendary movies of the forties and the fifties and then those TV shows that were so positive women driven. Um, so my first inspiration to work probably came from uh, seeing these women on television, telling telling these mm-hmm. stories. But I went to school, public school on Long Island in Baldwin, and we had an amazing budget, an amazing um, volunteer group of teachers and parents. So we did a school play every year. So as soon as I knew I could right. get on stage at kindergarten, Aww. yes, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Telling another story. The little old lady who uh, loved noise was my stage debut. And I was the title character. So, um, yeah, mostly I can say I want to work with the best people that I can with the best material. So that goes back and forth, depending on the waves of the business. Uh, Both of them have a special place in my heart. And certainly, you know, the need to stay viable in the business, the need to get challenging roles, the need to put food on the table. Those are all, you know, really big factors in a long career. So um, the quickness of television is delightful. The opportunity to uh, create a role in a a rehearsal hall and develop nuance and um, go deep and create history is uh, invaluable. So they both are, they're both pretty great. And then sometimes I just really want to make some freaking money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love it. You you started or at least had a lot of experience in the soap world, right? Back in oh, which is uh, just yeah, which is like a whole other world. And so I wonder if you are so able to work on the fly and like learn all this stuff and just be really present because of that training. Because <laughs> it's pages of dialogue, right? Don't don't they film like? I mean, it's like yeah. when when I found out what they did, I'm like, I don't even know how that's right. Possible. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edge of Night was a half hour, so it wasn't that many pages. Um, as the world turns, was an hour, so we would sometimes get sixty pages new every day. Uh, sometimes on location, so short-term memory is a really good thing. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Margaret, and that's I, crazy. Sixty <laughs> pages. Yeah, but you know, you shared it with the rest of the company. My husband, Justin Dees, would frequently get. On all the soaps that he was on, more than three times, they dedicated the entire hour to his character. So he would do the 60 pages and, yeah, a a summation speech in court. Or sometimes he played his own mother and father, and that was prosthetics and shooting all three sides. And then they edited it. Yeah. Yeah, Justin was an animal. He's just wild. So. You share wow. the amount of time, the pages with everybody else, but it's really kind of read it, read it, read it, read it, drop it. Okay, let's go. You know, and then, and then, right, and yeah. then like, all right. And then, and then, and you can do pickups in daytime like you can right. with nighttime. You can, all right, let's take it from there, you know, and, and then you start right. again. Or you can do, yeah, a running, a running take on it so that you just keep going till you get it down. But yeah, the, the, again, I worked with really great people on those shows. So watching them, um, focus on the story that they were telling. So yeah, right. yeah, it does. The, the working fast and, and, and finding the character and finding something to hang your heart on so that you really want to play this character. That right. definitely came from my early work on television. It's we've already mm-hmm. talked about how that's what I like to do with uh, Eleanor. It's like, right. wasn't necessarily written that she was um, belligerent and, and needing to be love, you know, needing loyalty, but that's what I found in the lines to play. And I, yeah, that's definitely come from a lot of time in front of the camera. Wow. Actually, speaking of that, the whole, and this is fresh in my mind because I just rewatched it. There's a moment that something happens with you and Cyrus about his ex-wife and Blair uses it to come tell you the information, obviously, because she needs something. But then you kind of find out the whole thing is because of your trust issues, because of what happened with your gay husband. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about the relationship with Cyrus, because when when that came on, the dynamic of you two was so lovely and great. And he's obviously an incredible actor as well. Did you know right away? Were they casting all around? I don't I don't really know the story with how he was cast. Do you guys know? I don't. I think it was an offer. I think uh, I'm sure it was an offer. Uh, and I think once I knew that there Cyrus was introduced, as I recall, and uh you never got the scripts way ahead of time, did we, ladies? No. So, no, no. So then you just you looked <laughs> on the call sheet on who was playing it. And uh, and I had known Wally from mutual friends. And of course, you know, I have his uh, Aunt Dam and, and Lemon play right here. So signed by oh, him. Oh, he gave yes. me Wally. He's a, <laughs> I love it. Love yeah, that. He's a playwright and a Woo. stage actor and a film actor as well. Um, so I, I knew him socially a little bit through mutual friends and then... We we knew it was a big sight gag because I'm five ten and he's not, and um, <laughs> there's a big age there's a big age difference. Uh, so we knew that they were going f- for that. But both of us just sank our feet very plant very firmly planted on the idea that this was mutual respect and a lot of love. They were both financially very comfortable, but it was mutual respect and a lot of love. And I think that's what made the relationship work great. 
Right. Also, we had a chance with that relationship to see Eleanor a little softer, sometimes giddy, right. you know, and yes. those were really thrilling moments to see, uh, to see that almost girl-like yeah. quality of just, just being in love. So that was one of the more pure yes. love stories, I would say, on the show. It really so, was. Yeah. And you really felt it. It was like when he would ta- talk to Blair about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like madly in love with her mother. <laughs> like It was so yeah, sweet. Really cute. sweet, right? So that, and that was, uh, they, they wrote that and then Wally just, you know, committed to it. And that, that I was really grateful for. What I wasn't so grateful for was when they, we danced at some party. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think it was my set. But they said, uh, well, okay, uh, Wally and Eleanor danced, which puts his head right in my boobs. And um, <laughs> and then he dipped her. Well, I don't know, ladies, if you've been dipped, how often you've been dipped. But when the guy is up to your boobs, it's really hard to be dipped. I'm, so, I can like, only to imagine. To bent over in his arms. Right. So the director comes up and we're, we're, we're approaching the scene. It's not the first thing up in the day. And the director comes up and she says, well, I didn't bother staging this because, you know, I knew your actors would would uh, know how to handle it. And I'm looking at her going, oh, similar to what they say with the sex scene. I, you guys go ahead. I didn't bother picking my shots. You just do what you do. Oh, I should just do what I do. Right. My husband will be so pleased. <laughs> so so like, oh, all of a sudden you're abdicating your job as a director. You don't have a shot. You don't have any idea. So you actors can just do what you do. Wally says, I don't dance. Right. And he walks away. <laughs> So the director throws her hands up and I'm like, oh, well, I dance. <laughs> I, I know. I, so I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. So uh, they're they're humming around and walling around. And I'm going, this is this is hysterical. Everybody's I call my husband. I say, how is Wally supposed to dip me? My husband tells me how to shoot it and how to do it. So I, I say, Wally, come here. Put your arms around me in a in a in a dance position. One around my waist, one in my hand, and then just walk b- 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 back and forth to uh, like this. He goes, and he can't find the beat, and he won't find the beat. And so I just say, step, 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 step. So he does that. I said, <laughs> and now back me up towards this couch. So I said, when I say knee, put your foot on the couch, bend, you know, put your bent knee on the couch. So I'd go step, 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 knee. And he put his knee on the couch and I bent myself over and over. So, and then, and then I stood up. And so the, you have to put the camera behind the couch and Wally and I, uh, Wally has, his leg has to be out of frame. And then it just looks like I'm, he's dipping me. And then I come up and we're great. So I teach this to Wally. I show it to the camera department. They're like, terrific. The, the set people move the couch over so that we can do this. We practice it twice. Wally feels like he's king of the world. I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> Director says, terrific. We go and get touched up. We come back and they have put people on the couch. Uh-uh. So there's like four inches for Wally's foot. He's never going to find that mark. And I told them, okay, great. This is how you want it. Bye. You can find somebody to do this. They're like, all right. They go, all right, all right. I said, get all those people off the couch. Get them all off the couch. Right. Well, okay. So basically you did direct it. I did. I directed it. (laughs) I choreographed it. You were like a savior. You came, you had the shot mapped out. You know, that's right. Marks. Right. Hubby, hubby to the rescue. Have Wally bend you over his knee. Thank you, honey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, thinking about it when you watch a scene where someone's dipping someone in that, it it is mapped out and it is Mm -hmm. step by step and you have that. You can't just be like, okay, let's just do it because it's never, never that. Even sometimes when it's a simple dance, they have like instructors there. Yeah. Dancing is very exhausting too (laughs) because like when they, when you have to dance on camera, you have to dance seven million times. So that's the other thing I remember we had, because like, I feel like Gossip Girl, we had a lot of weddings. We had a lot of those kind of parties. and parties. Yeah, there, there was a big um, when I the episode I where I, Dorota got married to Vanya, there was like a balloon dance where they had to dance like the couples held a balloon in between them and danced, and you had to dance without popping your balloon. And really, the last couple standing oh, one, and we did that for you know I love four that. hours. So that was a you know so it's like you get a lot of it's it's fun for a minute, and then you know but those scenes like on Gossip Girl have always been so fantastic because there's so many background actors and. You know, one of the yeah. my favorite yes. episodes is Dorota's wedding, which was a big yes. a big one with 
Eleanor and Cyrus because they were the ones who kind of, yeah. you know, Cyrus walked Dorota down the aisle and and Eleanor had to that. kind of concede to, you know, treating Dorota like part of the family, which was always, you know, yes. uh, got stuck in her craw all the time, you know, so, and they bought um, Dorota and Vanya an apartment. So we had a lot of really cute scenes. <gasps> you did? There. I didn't know and, that. I don't yes. remember that. Mm-hmm. That's coming up in this, it's coming up in this season. And, um, you know, also uh, Dorota has babies and there's a great scene with Eleanor and Cyrus where uh, Dorota asks them to be the godparents and they, you know, are there for the birth, basically, which was a really fun scene to shoot with um, Margaret and Wally. Oh, uh, yes. It was us and the little newborn and- baby. <laughs> So that was fun, too. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, so we had a lot of adventures. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. See, Eleanor was a sweet, sweet woman. That was a nice thing to do. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. That kind of brings us back around to this idea of Thanksgiving, which is the season that we're in here in real life and also was so present on Gossip Girl. And, you know, we had... um, such big Thanksgiving festivities, like they went oh all God. out in the Waldorf household. Do you have any memories of those Thanksgiving episodes, Margaret? I remember lots of turkeys and lots of food. Yeah. But keeping your spirits up with the endless eating is always a challenge. The endless. Right. It know, really uh, is. Yeah. 24 people around the table, 24 different setups. You know, right. yeah. Lots of coverage. Those are big. <laughs> well, you know, Margaret, I'll remind you because the the one cool thing that we had about Thanksgiving was that the Waldorf uh, kitchen set was on location and we would shoot those in that I... mansionette over by Central Park. And it was yes. those guys had, they had, I believe they had like the largest private collection of Rodin and they had. Um, what? Yes. So the the lady yeah. of the house, I mean, the, the the woman who lived there had a private gallery of Rodin statues and paintings. And then there was um, Norman Rockwell wow. in the breakfast nook. And so yes. we got to experience wow. a really fantastic Gossip Girl-esque, uh, you oh, know. Was, that was play. epic. Yes. That so was we epic. And they had, the holding was frequent. The holding was, uh, we had our trailers up uh, uh, on the street, but the holding was frequently in the mansion. And uh, it was amazing. That was amazing. I love that. And I think the last the last thing where Blair is married and has a kid, the, the last thing we shot on location was right. there for the like the season. Yeah, the finale. final the final scene of the finale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You and, and Wally and I shot the last scene on the set in uh, Gossip Girl. 
Yes, and we have cute. I have really cute pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, we were like in Aww. bathrobes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last. It was it was the end. Yeah, right. It's like sentimental at the wow. end, certainly. Yeah, I had a fun. They gave Eleanor, you know, because she was a designer. Um, they gave her quite the career. Yes, and I remember yes, having did. a fashion week episode where the fashion show went on, and and like you said, we had amazing extras and uh, people who had one line or something, and they were so supportive. We shot in one of these stunning buildings on the west side, like midtown, that was the whole side of the building was like a wave of glass, and and it was just an event space, I think. And they staged Eleanor's um, fashion show, and I come out at the end and I take this bow. And it was, you know, it was like very conquering and very fun. And, And it was because the extras really rose to the occasion. They really yes, cheered they and, and it. Got, they got into it and they called my name and then uh, and then I hung out with them quite a lot so that when we had to do it a couple of times, it was it was even more fun. But that was that was a really big kind Aww. of ego boosting highlight. It was a lot of fun. And I remember this ridiculous line That's about fantastic. models. It's like hurting cats. Cause like, and, and, and that was one time that Blair and I were getting along quite well because the models disappeared. And I think she tried to sabotage the fashion show. She had them all leave. And I was like, where do they go? How do you, how do you lose models? Where did, yeah. <laughs> they wrote it really, really, really They're funny. Gone. You're like, how do you lose models? Yes. I remember right. it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Well, and I think all behind it, it was Jenny was there. She can't find the models, but I think it was really Blair trying to do that. Yes. Because of the whole thing with Serena. It was like a whole. Yes, because I betrayed her. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that episode. But the fashion show looked amazing. All the dresses were so, I think, kind of when you look back at the show, that's one, one of the biggest fashion forward, like flashy, so exciting. The music, Serena being in the fashion show, your designs were great. The designs from Jenny were really good that Eric did. It just was yeah. very, like, dialed in and, like, glamorous. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Margaret, did you uh, did you enjoy the high fashion aspect of um, playing Eleanor? Are you a big, like, glamour puss in your regular life? Or was it fun dress up or was it stressful? Oh, you know the answer to that, girl. You know the answer to that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Spank's hell. It was like, oh my God, not another one. And and but the clothes he made me, Eric made me look amazing. <laughs> the whole creation creating of the look, I loved. Do I do it in my life, honey? You know I don't. <laughs> you know I don't. It's like no. You know you never know. You might have a. <laughs> Walking around in your stilettos, you know, for things. I do have is that, stilettos. Is that how you dress for Thanksgiving at home, <laughs> Margaret? I wear red when I when I wear a lot of red. As soon as Thanksgiving through New Year's, I'm in velvets as much as I can, and they are very old velvets I because they make that. me feel. Look festive. at you, yeah, but they're yeah. Yeah, because it's fun. It feels like Christmas, and I'm a mom, so I borrowed clothes for openings. My husband's very generous mm-hmm. with lots of clothes. Uh, expensive, uh, gorgeous stuff. But um, no, I've never worked with a stylist or a designer or any of those things. I like to look. Well, you have an inherent sense of style. You, you do. You have really great yeah, style. Yeah, you just just seem fashionable. So I love it. Okay, good. Well, then we'll go <laughs> with it's that. Like, yeah. I really okay. believe that uh, you're a fashion designer <laughs> at heart. So <laughs> that was a good fit. Um, Being from New York, I think, and I'm not from there, but I do think out of a lot of shows and and movies that I've watched, I think they did a really good job with the city and the show. Um, Do you feel like that, being from there? Yes. Like, there was something special about it with with Gossip Girl, I think. Yes, I think it was uh, very heightened, very beautiful, very twinkly. A lot of those hotels aren't there anymore which I'm, I'm really thrilled that it was captured. Nice. Um, the, 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 the beauty of the bridges, the way the city looks like a jewel box lit up at night. Absolutely. But I, I, I constantly tell when yeah. somebody else will scream out, yeah, it's Blair's mom. Wait a minute. You're that actress. Just like, are you watching the show with your mother? Are you watching it with right. an adult? Because they're not the values you know, they're, they're, they're just not, it's not really like loaded up with the good things that you want young women to model themselves after. So I just keep saying, just I watch it with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody tell you if this could possibly ever happen or if you think it's a good idea. I mean, I remember right. uh, Blair, Blair gets pregnant or she thinks she's pregnant and I'm like, oh, good luck. And I send her off to her father in Europe. And that was like sort of under the radar, like 
we never spelt it out, but it was like, a, it was a, with all the sex that all those kids were having, you kids were having, and there's no talk of contraception. There's no consequences. There's, well, there's plenty of heartbreak, but there's no real consequences. Yeah. So I was always, you know, and I remember Eleanor was really terrible. I don't even remember how that story resolved. So I don't well, I know. We know she didn't have a baby. So I don't yeah. either. I don't know if that's come up yet. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Margaret, are, do you think that of all the roles that you've played and you've played some really high profile roles in big movies and stuff, uh, where does Eleanor rank in terms of uh, recognition on the street? Do you find that you get a lot of Gossip Girl love? I do. I get a lot of Gossip Girl love, uh, uh, a lot. I don't paint up usually in my life. I've painted up for you gals, but I don't. And then because I thought it was at noon, uh, I was all painted up and ready to talk to you. And then I had three hours to go, oh, you've got a face full of makeup Aww. on. What are you going to do? So, of course, I go to church because I go to church a lot. And then on the corner are all these volunteers for the ASPCA. And as I'm walking past, because I'm all painted up, they go, that's that's that actress. That is a Blair's mom. Blair's mom. They start screaming. And I'm like waving. Gotta go to church. Gotta church. And then I'm then I'm uh, uh, voting today. Everybody, right. go vote. Um, and vote. then we went to yeah, we went to lunch. My husband and I went to lunch. And then people in the restaurant were going, uh, you know, love you on Gossip Girl. You know, I uh, hate to fanboy about that. So usually I get away with a lot of uh, being anonymous till they hear my voice. I was just going to ask that because it's so specific and beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, well, thanks. But yeah, but because I don't paint up, I'm usually pretty cash in my life and they don't, they don't, uh, yeah. If I stay quiet, then I'm anonymous. If I talk, watch out. Right. For me, it's always when I have my hair up in a ponytail or back, then I look more like Dorota. Otherwise, it's not, yes. you know, it's 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 funny. And, uh, you know, I have to fangirl out on one other aspect of your career, Margaret, because, like, I, you know, was a huge fan of Veep. And, like, your, your uh, work on Veep was so awesome and so funny. So you have to tell us just a little bit about what that was like and working Thank in and that. You. I assume there was some improv and some, uh, you know, a different format there than, um, you know, most television. Oh, yeah, you think? Um, they did write the script and then the group of writers there would be on uh, the soundstage while you were shooting, obviously. And um, there'd be handheld cameras going around and also stationary cameras going around and it moved really, really, really fast. And then they would shoot one and then they would powwow, 20 writers would powwow, including uh, Julia Louis, even if she wasn't in the, the scene or working that day, she would be there. And then they would come up with, a, uh, uh, let's try it this way. Let's try it that way. Let's let, let's go faster. Let's do, all right, let's just do half the scene again. It was it was fast and it was it was really surprising to me how quickly I joined their world because they're not nice people. <laughs> the characters are ruthless. And I was like, I'm having a ball. So yeah, I really, <laughs> yes, I really, yes, really enjoyed it. And a lot of those guys are stand-up comedians. So the, the level of intensity is quite high. And the quickness, the 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 facility that they have to come up with stuff and commit to it. And it being such a high quality was thrilling. It was thrilling. I had a blast. That's cool. You're I so funny. And I don't get it. recognized from that at all, which is probably good <laughs> since she's one of the angriest <laughs> foul mouth people I've ever played. <laughs> I love it. Aww. I love it. But it was sure nice winning a SAG award for it. I'll tell you that much. That was lovely. But see, that's you like, I think you have comedy in your in your blood because there was scenes too with even Eleanor that you made funny that necessarily it probably wasn't that funny on the page or had someone else kind of read it. it. You brought a comedy to even Eleanor with, with some of this not so great stuff about Eleanor. You really brought things that were, were great with her. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, you're so flattering. I don't, I don't deserve half this yes. praise, but I'm so, thank you for all the lovely things you said. I'm, none of it's true, but you're all, deli- you're both delightful. And I'm so happy to revisit a really happy time in my life and to see that beautiful, those beautiful faces. And I just enjoy working with you so much, Susanna. You got to know that. It was, <laughs> we just had a really great oh, time together. Thank you. You really did. It'll always be very dear to my heart. And I hope it happens again uh, for yeah. me. <laughs> I, hope, I hope to get another gig and walk in and Margaret be, in, yeah. be there. Um, so thank you so much uh, for talking to us and uh, for being the most fantastic Eleanor and bringing all of that. Yeah. 
you brought so much to that role and you brought so much to the show that still means a lot to a lot of people and they're watching it. So yes, I'm sure so many people are, th- are thrilled to hear you today and to hear some of your behind the, behind scenes, the scenes and your stuff. voice. So it's you. such a beautiful, very specific <laughs> voice. Yes. Um, but yes, thank you for joining us and thank, thank you for you. your stories and just, yeah, you brought a lot of smiles to everyone's faces on this show. I know that obviously everyone in the Waldorf family loved working with you and anyone I did too. I know we didn't get to very much. So I agree no. with Susanna. I hope that I, I book a show sometime soon and we're, we're together. <laughs> that would make me very, Aww. very happy. That would I be was awesome. very lucky and very, very blessed. So I wish you girls a lovely Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to yes, you happy and Thanksgiving. all the listeners. Also, do you have any, any projects you want us to be looking out for that you want to share with everyone listening? Uh, apparently, I've done my first Hallmark movie, Three Wise yeah. Men and a Baby. And I am the mother of the three wise men. And yes, oh, there's a fun. baby that's October 19th on the Hallmark Channel. So, Oh, my God. I love that. All right. It was fun. Yes. And if you want another movie to watch, you can go and watch my Christmas movie, Designing Christmas, that is streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Okay. Thank you, Margaret. Thanks. Bye. Kids. All the best. Mwah. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Kristen Vermilia, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.